This is the Two Marketeers podcast, where hosts and marketing experts Sean Patrick and Lindsay Waugh seek to uncover what makes brands so powerful in how they impact modern society and culture. Welcome to the Two Marketeers podcast. I'm Sean Patrick. And I'm Lindsay Waugh. Season four is in full swing. Wow. Who'd have thought? Not this guy. Or this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so our theme for this season is designing experiences. The episode we're about to listen to takes us back in time. Dun, dun, dun. In both our histories. Design school. <laughs> back to school baby back to design school a place that we both went to and that we both believe taught us some important lessons yeah i guess it set the stage for both of our careers as experts in marketing mm -hmm. uh, in different and interesting ways how so i guess you have to have a listen and find out enjoy Lindsay and i have one thing in common that we've often joked about but it's the fact that we both went to design school. Yeah, we forget that. Well, especially with you, because. Yeah. And I, I asked you, I remember when I was starting to do some research about, like, do, do people understand what design is? And, yeah. and, you know, what does that discipline mean to some people? And how is it even perceived by the general, the mass audiences? And I asked Lindsay, I said, okay, so a person who went to design school. Yeah. And I want to see if you'll remember. Okay. What's the number one thing you remember learning when you look back at your years in design school? I think I said resilience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, you, you, it because took you longer to answer this time. Like, oh, really? Oh, you went yeah. resilience. I, yeah, resilience. I mean, you're, I think it's what so beautifully set us up to, well, I don't know if we were set up well to be in uh, agency life, but you're just used to being taken down a notch all the time. Like having to sell yourself, sell your ideas, prove why you did something, like get people bought into your thought process and then having them tear a strip off you yeah. on a daily basis. Like with their- Did you get a lot of strips ripped? Oh yeah, huh. yeah. There was like profs that were notorious for- just being really, really harsh, really bad. And you had to suck it up. And like, so I think that taught me a, how to be a very good salesperson of ideas, which I would say is one of the things that. Of your I, ideas. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. One of the things that I've just loved to do, I think strategy, I think everything in ad business is like 10% work, 90% salesmanship. Like you have to be able to get people bought into your way of, of thinking. Okay, but let me identify something else because there's another thing, I think, knowing how you work. Yeah. Is it about the selling of it or is it about knowing you're going to have to sell it? Because you don't strike me as a seller. So. No, I think I get really excited about the way I design strategy. It makes me so excited to sell it. I'm like, you're, I've, I, and I just, I like the salesmanship of it. Yeah, because I'm just telling you what you I'm telling you what you are because you put so much effort in making sure it will sell. So 
Right. Do you know what I mean? So what you love to do is to listen, understand, and formulate so that when you're not selling it anymore, you're just sharing it with a lot of passion and confidence. And I think that's so key because you'll hear people say, you just had to know how how to sell it. Listen, we're all salespeople, not salespeople. I know I'm actually not a salesperson because if I'm not fully standing behind what it is I'm selling, right. I am a mess. I, but you're a great sale. You're, I think you're like me and that you're a great salesperson in that because you truly believe that what you're selling is the right thing to do. Yes. And I'm not effort. bamboozling anyone. Like then I would be a hot mess if right. I thought it wasn't the right solution. And that's, that's what's really interesting because I've started to have some conversations with a few people in the industry, some senior people, large business, small business. And I feel like that's the big thing that's starting to really blend mm. because I think a lot of our career when we worked together, the struggle was marketing or sales, marketing or sales, which is it. And I think there's just this overall understanding that it's hard to distinguish depending on the person. What I will say with is the difference between the two is sales is about selling more of your product, Mm. people selling more of your product and measuring their performance accordingly. Marketing is about people helping your product sell itself Mm. over time. Right. So the measure is a lot trickier. Mm -hmm. And I heard something this morning that like totally resonated with me around how you develop brand strategy. It was that you're not creating a brand that that your client doesn't know or have seen you're helping them create their brand like that's how I really feel like my role helping when you say I want to be a designer it's like I've always just wanted to be an advisor to people about something that I know a lot about and just help them figure out their brand help them develop their brand not me popping up out of nowhere gone for six months with a magical brand they've never seen before like I'm never going to do that no that's what I do yeah. <laughs> unicorn. Unicorn, unicorn brand development in a I'm magical a unicorn breeder. kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that's why. I just think about it. I think that objectivity, that wanting to be objective and help others in the ways they need to be helped mm-hmm. is why you're the perfect strategist. Well, I think, too, it's how you just you build trust with people. It's like, I'm not going to sell you something you don't need. I'm not going to tell you a story you don't know. I'm not going to design your brand for you in a way that you don't understand. Like, it's it's you. It's not me. This is your brand and your product. And I'm just here to partner with you in right. that development. I like that. Uh, you're, I just want to be an advisor. Yeah. And I think with me, it was funny because Lindsay shared uh, a podcast with me. Did you listen to that? Yeah. And yeah. it was so relatable. You were right because she she talks about, you know, how she went into interior also design, design school. And, and did that and did interior design and liked it and went into commercial. And then next thing she knew, she started getting into experiential mm-hmm. and <clears throat> what rose very quickly and became a creative director yeah. and went kind of like, oh, boy, I don't think I'm ready for this. And she went to whomever, a colleague or her boss and said, I don't. I just want to be a designer. Yeah. And she felt that she wasn't equipped. And boy, can I relate to that, except I was never wise enough to say, I don't think I can do this. And I just kept trying to do it. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But what was great was 
why Lindsay was so, uh, I got to listen to more podcasts because you got to send me more of that stuff. I, I was great. One. What was really the takeaway to your point? And it's kind of my story where I peaked so early. She had the self-awareness. She probably also didn't have some of the pressures I may have invented for myself, which was mm. like kids yeah. living in the big city, expensive, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But also getting wrapped up in the business aspect of it. She yeah. stayed true to sort of, I don't think I'm ready to do this. And I'll always say from the time that I peaked as a senior creative director in digital, when no one, it was just starting to become a thing was I peaked early and the re- 20, the, the following 20 years of my career, I now know where I want to improve. I need, I'm always going to try and get back there mm-hmm. of the things I wasn't doing. Yeah. And I think the number one thing was the highest level I had ever reached, which was at a pretty young age was the level I really never wanted to get past. It was like, I just want to be a creative director. I just want to be this, that. And if, whether I'm a writer or a podcaster or any of these things, yeah, I just want to be a designer. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. What's interesting is it's the other parts of me, the intangible pieces that are driven by the designer inside of me, the inquisitive one, the one trying to test theories, the one listening, the one trying again, the one who has to hear, go back and try again 15 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, you know, it's, 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 we are the people. And I, I say we as in you are a design thinker. Oops. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say that, but you think like a designer in that you understand the way you think is very structured and you are now you've designed a process mm-hmm. that makes you so much more valuable. But those intangibles are those things that it takes a long time as you things happen to you, right? Like things that it's those intangibles that define what becomes more tangible, which is your process. Mm. Yeah. So I yeah. think it's funny because it's sort of like at our core is you just want to be an advisor yeah. and I just want to be a designer. Yeah. But they, where they come, well, that's why we work so well together, but we see what we design and advise on as experiences for the customer, for the consumer of brands that we are objectively looking at. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting in that podcast we were listening to because she went on to be like a f- designer of physical experiences. Yes. And I think when you, you know, 20 years ago when I started in the industry and experiences were events or like a booth or whatever. Yes. Completely and now, controlled. Like an in-person thing, you know, and now it's like we think of how someone experiences a brand in so many different facets and how you can, you have the ability, I think, through great strategic work to more meaningfully impact the experiences of people and brands together. And it's, it's interesting how a lot of people, I think, still take it down to like an event, like a physical experience, but like brand experience design is so much more than that. Yeah. Any experience design, I think like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like this thing where Lindsay and I both live our brand. <clears throat> And I mean that from truly consultants work on our own, that sort of thing. So we have, there's us, there's Lindsay, the mom, the whatever she wants to be, diamonds, fake tan, (laughs) fake diamonds, real tan. See, I'm more of the fake diamonds, real tan kind of guy, but. Get out of here. um, And then there's Lindsay, the professional. And then there's Sean, Patrick, 
the 50 something white guy from the suburbs and then there's wise guy. So we are living. So we as consultants have to understand that separation between our professional selves and our personal selves. But we also, what we were learning is we get to intermingle those as we see fit. Yeah. Cause I don't see a ton of separation anymore, which is funny. Exactly. But I think you have to make that distinction. Like I created Wise Guy five years ago for the sake of saying, I want to create something that I can slowly build into the pieces of me that I believe are of value Mm -hmm. to my clients. Yeah. And it's not, doesn't mean it's all professional. It's like, oh, actually part of my story is this. And I think that's a great piece of the brand that shows, we talk about this, it shows story doing, not storytelling. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like this podcast was a great example of story doing. Yeah. We don't, I don't know about you, but I don't say, oh, I have a podcast. I actually will run into people and they'll be like, by the way, heard your podcast. They might say they love my podcast, but I'm always like, ah, (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) know. Right. Yeah, exactly. But um, it's, it's that it's, I think we created our brands almost as strategists Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got tough love. You've got your consultant. We've got a lot of things going on, but each of them have been strategically strategic paths and say, if I choose to go in that direction, at least I know the direction I'm going in. Yeah. And I actually I feel like it all started by being like, instead of just there's so many people in the industry and on LinkedIn and this and that who just like talk about stuff. And so we're excited like, and thrilled to I'd share. Like, I'm honored to be <laughs> mentioned. We do it. You know, totally. We do it as well. But I feel like this all came from like, how can we provide actual value to people? Like instead of me just being like looking for a new client, reach out to me. It's like, how can I create a perspective or something that actually helps you actually advises people? I just want to help people. Let's talk about AI. <laughs> and how to how to live in a world of AI. Four thousand ways to design AI experience. Yeah. So yeah, that's what this season's going to be about: brand experiences. I mean, designing experience, <laughs> designing brand experiences. No. I don't even know. It, no. no, let's get back to that. Okay. So I designing feel experiences, designing experiences, both on the experiences for brands, but your own experience. Completely. Designing experiences. What does that mean? Where I see things going is regaining that focus on the intangible. Because we think of design and designing experience. We think of executing. An output. An output. And so much of marketing, and I come from it, is about executing something. In other words, two words Lindsay hates together, short term. Ew. <laughs> Our goal is to elevate the value of what branding is all about and the value, like not just the brands. We all understand brands are important, but where's the value behind truly elevating it and how do you do that? Mm-hmm. And who knows who wants to spend money on that? Yeah. Who wants to invest? I think in there's a there is a new court cohort of very smart clients out there who okay. want it. Right. And I think there that's combined with a large lack of skill in the industry. So around it, strategy and brand design. Budgets are shrinking. 
You need to do more with less. And with a lot of conversations I've had with a lot of senior people, yeah. you need to do more with less. And what's interesting there is it's going to be interesting how that pans out because I hear a lot of sort of like some beliefs are you won't need creatives anymore because that's where all the money is spent or, you know, mm. things that you can do a shoot in da 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 where it's a fraction of the cost of what it used to be. Yeah. That's Get AI to design your yeah. um, images. And we said it. Yeah. And I have to like, I, I am listening objectively in this case because I really want to understand what the thought is. Yeah. Some people think technology is the way. Some people think, uh, you know, bottom line is the way. Yeah. Um, I think like the key to doing more with less is designing smarter ideas, not cheaper ideas. Absolutely. And maybe you don't need that many people thinking. I wholeheartedly agree with that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Explain. Uh so it's such an interesting thing now because you have to have the right people and COVID hits and you don't care where those people are. It's like, I need three of the best people and one is in Brazil and one flew to Italy yesterday and one is in their basement in Mississauga. Like, doesn't matter. And no one knows where Lindsay is. And then now it's right. like... You have these people in roles. You're demanding they be in office four days a week. you got to fill the hot body in the seat again. Mm -hmm. And it, is it like, are those the right people to be solving the problem? Or do you now just have 10 layers of people because you're paying their salary and making them show up in a boardroom? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we, it's almost like we've learned nothing in that way. Well, we have. Well, we have. Yeah. But that's a discussion for another episode. Yes, it is. And if there's one takeaway for today, it's definitely doing more with less. Designing smarter ideas, not cheaper ideas. And that's a wrap. Two Marketeers out. Thanks for listening to the Two Marketeers podcast. New episodes launch every two weeks. Find the Two Marketeers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you like to listen. And be sure to rate and subscribe. Listen on our website, thetwomarketeers.ca, or you can ask Alexa to play the Two Marketeers podcast. Want to keep in touch? Follow the Two Marketeers on LinkedIn or at Two Marketeers on TikTok. We've always got something to share. This podcast is over. over.